0: here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor.
1: And welcome back once again to the Dharmic Evolution. Uh, So delighted to have this young lady on for the second time. Yeah, she was on two years ago, she's a singer, songwriter, piano player, very, very gifted artist. I'm really happy to have her back and see the growth, the imagination coming to life. I mean, if you thought she was good the first time, ooh, what do you hear this? This is gonna be cool! She brings a powerful mix of youthful energy and optimism to her alternative pop sound, grounded by lyrical flourishes that often belay a depth and maturity rarely found in someone so young an artist in the truest sense of the word. Her creativity is a form of self-expression pouring over every note and word with the finesse and attention detailed of a painter, probably like Michelangelo. Since she can remember, she has desired nothing more to, than to make music that is truly memorable and means something to the listener. So it's not Michelangelo but it's Mikaelin Hay from Canada. So you better strap up your seatbelts, because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution. Mikaelin, welcome to Dharmic Evolution for the second time.
2: Yes, thank you. Yeah,
1: it's good to have you here. And uh, I was playing your music again, and... um, I got to tell you, man, you've moved into like a whole new vein of uh, Wonderworld.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm writing and putting out now or haven't even really put out yet, but it's there kind of waiting to be put out. It's it's very different than what a lot of people are used to from me. So it's interesting. I'm interested to see how people like it.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, I kind of had this epiphany of... um just you've you've moved from being a singer songwriter and you're still that but you're you're a true artist now between your video mm-hmm. and then your new music you're thank really you. embracing the art form of music totally you know and uh it's just thank it's just wonderful to watch it you know to your transition into this next phase
2: thank you so much
1: yeah it's great it's great it's just um and I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody stay in suspense too long. So let's get right into. it. This is called prove it.
0: People think they know you, but they really don't. Know like I do. And you think they care, what they just wanna show.
1: absolutely awesome. And now you got to tell me what it felt like when the mix came back and this was all done. Like, how did this like feel to you?
2: This whole, like this is part of a um, EDM project I'm doing in Brazil, which sounds weird, but um, it's kind of a long story how that even started. I don't even really know myself. They just kind of reached out to me one day. So prove it's interesting because it had two full transition so the first time that I heard it is about a year ago now and my friend Chris and I had done the whole thing together we had produced it written it done everything filmed a little video and hearing that for the first time was like it was obviously great because you know it's it's a song that you put a lot of time and effort into and then you're finally hearing the end result so we put that one out thought that would be it you know it was one of the singles off the EP and then it got picked to be one of the songs that the brazilians wanted to take and remix so then hearing it the second time was crazy because you hear a song that you thought had gone through its full stage right and then it's just completely different and it's in a whole new light and it's this like dance pop song and it, it, it was just really cool for me to sit there and be like this is my voice like this is actually me yeah you know
1: yeah like a different person right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it must yeah. it must have triggered a lot of um adventure in you as as a musician and a songwriter though because you know to hear that and say wow I never it never occurred to me that mm-hmm. I could be this as as well as what I've done in the past you know
2: Yeah it made me want to like go raven brazil like yeah. <laughs> I want to go I want to go see that place now.
1: Yeah, for but. sure. Well, you, I'm sure you're going to get invited at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. people are probably going to be crazy about about yeah, hearing the music. Yeah, already
2: happened, but we couldn't go because it was the end of April.
1: Yeah, right. Well, you know, summer's coming up. You know, who knows mm-hmm. what can happen. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about um, your life and your your crazy world of work and projects and trying to keep all the balls in the air at one time. How is everything going? <laughs> Last time I talked to you, you, were like, you were in midterms. Is that past now? Hopefully.
2: Yeah, midterms has passed, um, which means it's coming into exam season for me. Yeah, that's just coming up the end of June, and it's also coming into oh my god, all my friends are graduating except for me because I'm in grade eleven. Right. That season, so that's yeah. like coming upon us. Um, but it's it's just crazy to me um, how fast like this year so far, 2019 has just raced by. I felt like 2018 was kind of slow, but this year has just been like that. Like it's it's crazy to me because um, the workload for me, I'm in grade 11 has picked up a lot. And then the pressure from music and kind of branding and stuff like that has yeah. picked up. So I've been working on a lot of that behind the scenes alongside, you know, still taking lessons because I want to grow as much as I can. And you, you can't really stop learning with music like you never really reach a point i think where you're like okay i know everything because yeah i don't think that point exists in music you know no so.
1: and thank god it doesn't because yeah, you know exactly. if like we arrive
2: once we reached it because you know yeah. every single passionate musician if there was a point where you can't get any better you're going to reach it and then be like okay well
1: now what now I've, i'm
2: depressed like there goes now, my purpose now i would become
1: a farmer or yeah, whatever really. you know <laughs> really. so, so you have um you have school and you've got your studies and then you also study music as a separate Mm -hmm. um piece of your life and then you have to practice and then you have you know songwriting rehearsals you're gigging Mm -hmm. um so there's very very little time for mckaylin time so (laughs) what does mckaylin do as far as you know chill time just to get away from everything
2: i really like to just hang out with my friends because a lot of them don't do music or they don't do the types of things that i do specifically in music so it's kind of like hanging out with them i can see a different perspective i can show them my songs and they're not going to come at it at a songwriter's point of view they're going to come at it as a listener um and it's funny because like i i do my lessons and stuff but that's i find similar to like my friends who do sports, they have their practices and they have to do something every day to better themselves. So I feel like music's kind of my sport and they see it as that. So it doesn't really get in the way of being social because people treat it the same as if I played rep basketball or rep volleyball. It's, It's like I have to practice and I have to put designated time every day towards practicing and I can find ways to work around my scheduled practice time to do social work and that type of thing.
1: Right. Do you feel like after you finish your day, do you do like a, a, like a gut check and say, you know, did I cover everything? Did I get everything in? And do you, <laughs> do you feel any anxiety at night? Like when you, when you go to bed, if there's something that you didn't quite get to?
2: Yeah. Like sometimes I think for me, it's more, it's almost an issue that I don't do that. Like I'm like, Oh, homework. Like, what is that i'll just do it tomorrow before class like yeah with school and stuff like that and i'm like okay well it's fine like right. um I, I feel like i should just kind of have a moment at the end of the day where i'm like did i check off this but once it starts like like this time of year i find may and june i have my calendar all set out i have checklists on my phone for things i need to do and especially for the mi- busier months which for me once again are may and june i have to have a checklist and kind of be like, okay. If I don't do this then I'm going to I'm like you said I'm going to lay in bed and be like I failed today like yeah right I have yeah. a moment like oh my god did I seriously just not do anything today like I can't <laughs> I don't have time for that you know
1: Yeah we tend to beat up on ourselves about things mm-hmm. like this and 100%. uh you know it's kind of I call it the puritanical work ethic you know it's like we just like slave ourselves and mm-hmm. and don't give ourselves um, time to reflect, and uh, I've been trying to do more of that because uh, I feel it's healthy. Because sometimes you don't you don't take the time to appreciate the road you've traveled already, and yeah. all, the, all the navigation you did on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's something in that for um, just to say not not necessarily pat yourself on the back, but just to breathe and say, "Yeah, well, it's not you know look look at I didn't have this." immense body of work mm-hmm. uh that i have now two years ago or three years ago exactly so, and then uh, i think the stepping stones are good too because even if you have a bunch of songs that didn't quite measure up to your, your yeah. expectations you have to write those to get to the good ones
2: and that's what you i'm know? trying to like really get across to like a lot of people that are um, around me immediately because like if i go and i spend an hour on a song and then i'm like i don't like it a lot of people can't wrap their heads around how I can't like it like I just spent two hours on it Yeah. but it's like well I just don't like it like yeah. I finished it I was like this isn't working time to start new
1: right I always equate it to the to the at bats or the baseball batting average because yeah. you know if you look at you know like if you have a 300 batting average you're like a superstar mm-hmm. and that means you failed 70% of the time to get exactly. on base so you know, yeah. we we have to say that okay, to get to like a really good uh, set of songs or even one mm-hmm. song, you're gonna write five, six, sometimes even ten ones that are just not gonna make it, you know. But mm-hmm. I think that I think the learning process and the exercise, you always come away with some new knowledge that even if mm-hmm. it's in, embedded in your subconscious, it's there, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I remember going down this road before, you yeah, know, and what happened here, so. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. I, yeah, I think we should play another one. Um, this one is called One Day. Fabulous. I just love the way that opens. The groove just has me rocking, man. That is so cool. <laughs>
2: it's another one of the Brazilian ones.
1: Yeah, this was really, really good. So one day, conceptually, what what's that one about? Like what does one day reflect lyrically? Yeah, it's,
2: it's funny because I wrote that one by myself. Um, it started off as like a sad piano song. And that's what I just thought I was going to leave it as. I didn't think I was going to do anything with it. I just thought it was going to stay that way. And then um, I brought it to a producer who took his take on it. You know, it was, it was great. Like he had a lot of really good ideas. It just wasn't where I really saw the song going. So after that, I was just kind of like, okay, well, whatever, it's fine. Like I just won't do anything with the song, like tempted it and just, it didn't go how I kind of visioned it. So I just was going to put it on the back burner And it was just, like, another, I don't know, what I consider just, like, a breakup song. And then um, when the Brazil people reached out, I just sent them to it just to see what they thought, because it had produced vocals and stems for that. And then they actually really liked it. And they took this, like, sad piano song and made it into, like, a dance rave song. So I went through a whole 360.
1: Wow, that's cool. So when you're recording, do you, where do you record? Like, um, do you have a place near you? Did you go or?
2: or? Um, yeah. So I live in Guelph, mm-hmm. which is kind of near Toronto. Not many people know where it is. Um, I mean, it's a nice place to visit if you're near. I wouldn't say fly from like somewhere to go to Guelph specifically. Right, right. But, um, Toronto has a lot of really great studios. And so I tend to go there a lot to record.
1: Great. what's your what's your process with your production? Do you bring in um, demos ahead of time? Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys use charts? Do you guys use the Nashville charting system? How do you, you know, how do you guys communicate your ideas to one another?
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I have a method really. Yeah. Um, mine's kind of more whatever the song takes. So like, for example, I know how to write Nashville style charts and I know how to read them because my piano teacher, um, enforced in me from a very, very long time ago. Like when he said, it's important, you need to learn this, which yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I'm so glad he taught me cause it's come in handy yeah. a lot of times, <clears throat> but the way that I usually do it is just, um, it's me and the producer or me and the producer and another writer, or sometimes the writer and the producer are the same person. And we brainstorm ideas. We come up with like a rough, not a rough demo, but almost like a rough, track like similar to the full version and then usually the producer will like work on the track and i'll come back and re-record the vocals once we have like a solid bass in the cell foundation
1: yeah it's a good way to work yeah because sometimes um you know i, I work in nashville a lot and i'll write mm-hmm. something on acoustic and i'll have like ideas for the entire band but yeah instead yeah. of what i used to do is frame everything out i'd play the bass part i'd mm-hmm. play you know and then i i stopped doing that and i said i, I really want to get into the imagination of these players because yeah. they're so good you know so i was just giving them no just guitar and voice and that's it and i'd put in all the accents and things like that but what would come out would be like well now i got to go back and learn this song because it's it's framed in such a different way
0: mm-hmm. that
1: i'm not going to sing it the same way I did because everything's is new, you know, and it's, it's such a great place to be because, you know, it's, again, it's the process of discovery, discovery, mm-hmm. like what is this song really about and what is it saying to me, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of like that. I kind of like when there's a challenge and everything is not pre-scripted and you're not really a thousand exactly. percent sure. It's
2: loose and it's like free.
1: Yeah. Cause so you get mm-hmm. better work that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so when you and Chris are working, what do you generally do? Um, like when you're when you're writing together, um, is he a guitar player or and does does he sit in with you and you guys just kind of throw things back and forth at, at each other?
2: Um, well, the good thing about writing with Chris specifically is he's also like my best friend.
1: Right. So-
0: okay.
2: You know, I go into the rights not like, for example, we hung out last Thursday, I got up at five in the morning to go to Toronto, because that's the time the bo- or the train goes. <laughs> and um, I went down for the day. And we weren't even planning on writing a song. It just kind of happened. And the way that it works is Chris makes beats and does that type of thing. So um He had his computer, he has a setup, and then we just start out with basic piano chords and then build the track around that and then start spitballing like words and lyrics and stuff. And for example, last Thursday, I got up, as I said, 5.30. So our song, we were just freestyling and I was just like, I don't want to talk because I'm tired. I'm tired. And then we just kind of went with that idea of just like being done and tired and like went with it. So it really (laughs) comes out of nowhere with us because we'll take something that we talked about before and just make
1: it into a song. That sounds, but it sounds to me like you have fun when you write, which is so important. so much fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's like, um, and the thrill of completing a new song just for me, because I'm a little bit older than you, and uh, Mm -hmm. it's still the same. It's like the same as when I wrote my first song all these years ago. It's like, I feel like I just like climbed Mount Everest every Mm -hmm. time, you know? It's like, you know, that feeling of elation of, Mm wow, now that's accomplishment. You Mm -hmm. got a song that's finished, you know, really, really cool. Um, What are your friends like as far as um, really, really supportive about the music? Do they find it really mysterious? Or, um, you know, how do they weigh in when they're talking to you about your craft, your career, your determination? And, you know, Mm -hmm. they must know how serious you are about this.
2: Yeah, they, they do know how serious I am. I mean, I still find people at my school that are in my grade that like, I'll post something about a video that I've done. They're like, oh, my God, you sing? And I'm like, yeah, I have been for the past, like, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like, my close friends and stuff, they'll come to my gigs and they'll support me that way. They'll listen to my music. They'll post about it on their story. So I'm so lucky that I have such supportive people around me because, you know, I could have the people that are like, okay, well, it's music. Like, there's no money. Like, have fun with your 0.0005%. Per right. Stream right, those that type of thing, right? But, um, luckily, I have people that are very supportive and they ask about it and they're like, How's music going? and that type of thing. So, they, they must
1: really they must love it when you do a live performance, come out and and you know, visit and get the vibe of what's actually mm-hmm. going on, you know, that emotion that's carried through the room.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love doing it live.
1: And you seem to have like I see you playing out a lot. I see posting a lot of, um, you know, some of your performances. Um, There seems to be a nice little uh, niche of places to play, thankfully, around you, which is great, you know. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And what's your what's your favorite spot to play besides like, you know, Yankee Stadium in New York City? Like, yeah,
2: (laughs) um, I mean, my favorite place in Guelph where I live is this little place called red brick cafe and it becomes a lounge in the night and it is just so, it's so cool. It's like a really cute little place and they pay their musicians, which is always nice. And yeah. The people listen. And then I'd say my favorite place in Toronto and um, places like that would probably be, there's this place called B side lounge, which I had a lot of fun playing at. And then also there's this little place in Godrich, that i did a show at once and it's called kate's cafe and first of all best blt i've ever had in my entire life
1: at kate's cafe
2: yeah kate's <laughs> cafe in Goderich. they make their own croissants in the basement of the cafe and they're phenomenal and it's also just like a really cute place a really good environment everybody like people that i didn't even know came out specifically to listen right and it was just so interactive. It was so much fun. And then I went back the next day, and that's when I had the food. And I was like, oh, my God, the food here is great, too. Like, it's a perfect place. So,
1: yeah. It's tough to but, eat when you're performing, you know? Oh, I, I like, can't.
2: Like, I, I can't eat dairy before I perform. Yeah,
1: I'm like, I'm like four hours or so, because singing is like, you know, you get, you got to know to be a singer what that's oh, yeah. like. <laughs> you can't do it. So mm-hmm. let's do another one. This is Deep End. Here we go. This is heavy.
0: There was something in your eyes when click Saw you standing in the back room with your tattoos And I knew I should've turned away You about to give my world a shake And I never really felt this way These people don't do much for me You got something a little extra Normally I don't but I think I'll let you get to The pressure's getting stronger, the room is getting harder. Your hands, they grip my collar. Gripping on my collar, and you're stopping me from leaving. The pressure's getting stronger, the room is getting harder. Your hands, they grip my collar. Gripping on my collar, and you're stopping me from leaving. Let's keep it safe. Every step now, in my head now And you know that I won't shut you down Cause I like how this is turning out Yeah, you know me You can hold me If you're lucky, yeah The pressure's getting stronger The room is getting hotter Your hands, they grip my collar Gripping on my collar And you're stopping me from leaving The pressure's getting stronger The room is getting hotter
1: This is this is so awesome because you are you kind of approached it like um you're, you're almost doing a riff like a, like a horn player would do in the intro lead you know the, yeah. the, the melody
0: yeah. yeah
2: and it was fun when we were writing that song the producer i i wrote it it was our first song that i ever written with this producer ian and um he was just so much, like he was so easy to kind of talk to. And we started it on piano and then we're just like spitting out with that that specific melody, like the, da, dah, 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 like that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, so.
1: very, very cool. Love that. You got a vivid imagination. What's Ian's last name?
2: Ian Smith.
1: Where does he, does he work out of? of uh, Kitchener.
2: He works at a Kitchener-Waterloo.
1: Oh, cool awesome so so what is the next plan with all all this wonderful music you're doing now so what are you going to do next are you going to go out and start touring all summer or what
2: i wish yeah
1: right it's going to be a busy summer goes so quick for you though right
2: oh my god it's like two months feels like two days i swear yeah
1: yeah there's not a lot of time to get everything in yeah so but
2: um for me i'm i'm in the process of writing and finishing a new ep and we're putting that out soon. And we're actually filming, well, starting filming the music video on Sunday. So Chris, my friend that's a producer, also used to be a, a very well-renowned photographer, and he's very good at video
0: uh-huh.
1: and
2: directing. So he's gonna be doing that because he also features on the song. So yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Now, do you have a title for the new EP yet?
2: Yeah, it's called Sleepless Nights.
1: Sleepless Nights, I like that. And did you did you write a t- title track, Sleepless Nights? Or yeah, that's where you? we got the title. Oh, We great. wrote Sleepless Nights first. I still love that when the album has a, a you know a t- a title track mm. to it. I, I kind of think that's pretty cool. Um, now the video you did was really really good, called Gone, right? And oh yeah, yeah,
2: that was the most insane thing to film I've ever experienced. It was so much fun.
1: Tell us about the filming of that. And I know it must've gone at least all day long and maybe even yeah. maybe even a few days. But um, with the, you know, you can tell by the quality of the video and the sets and the lighting and everything that yeah. it was a real professional, you know, approach and job to the whole thing. Um, did you have any idea it would be that crazy that much work and that much fun all at once
2: (laughs) yeah like i couldn't have said it better you know i had never done a music video with a crew yeah and this time i had a full crew and i'm so used to doing everything myself
1: yeah or with the help of like
2: one or two other people and People were like asking me what I needed and like being like, no, you don't have to do this. Like, we have like four guys that are specifically supposed to do this. Like, you just go get changed. And I'm like, oh my God.
1: That was easy. What?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was weird to me. And um, it was a lot of fun. It was absolutely just like, I didn't sleep that whole trip to LA. Oh, really? I did not sleep. I slept like maybe four hours and I was there for three days. And I was just so awake and like in my element in this place so yeah. it was a lot of fun
1: wow so is have you gone to la often or is it was it just this one time or you've been there before or is...
2: i had been there before for an audition and this was my second time so i'm lucky enough that i got to go twice in 2018 yeah and that's the only time i've ever been
1: and how about new york city have you been there yeah, yeah, I
2: went once for a choir trip in grade eight, and I really want to go back. I want to go this summer.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a magical place, isn't it? It's, it is. <laughs> I I'm actually about forty minutes away, and I've been going oh, yeah. there my whole life, and it's like it's still like the same every time. Like mm-hmm. the the experience is like always new. Like I don't yeah, mean it it's never the gets same. Old. Yeah, it's just so there's so much to do and so many. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a melting pot of uh, eclectic um, personalities from all over the world. It's so cool. So let's play this video now. Gone. Here we go. And then I want to talk a little bit about it.
0: The tap is running. Watch the water overflow. Got too much love in this container. Just won't hold. Whispering what to do The sound I'm missing is the one I get from you If there's a cure i
1: such a cool video the colors everything about it now let's talk about the creative approach to this McCalin like how did um conceptually you guys you know collectively come up with the idea for the colors and and just the story as it was told visually
2: mm-hmm. the two main directors on the video their names were Kurt Jeffke and Chancellor Warhol and they're both two people that I I didn't know before, but now I look up to them so much. It's their vision and their artistic direction is insane. They're so in tune with like everybody that they work with. And I called Kurt um, before we filmed and before I went to LA and I was like, oh, like what, what kind of colors are we thinking? What kind of outfits? And so we brainstormed the outfits together. And then he told me kind of his idea about like having a tunnel thing and like sitting at an empty piano in the middle of a room, and then we kind of just visualized the colors of the song, which is like blue, purples, and pinks. And um, it was just a great process for me to experience. I was like, "This is unreal! Like, this is how it actually goes in the industry." So yeah, it
1: was it was really so beautifully done the whole thing. Thank you. This part of the interview had a little interruption with younger sister, Mila, coming home from school and using her phone, thereby compromising the resources of the internet. McAllen was quick to get her to turn off her phone, (laughs) giving us a safe pathway to finish the interview. Social media you're doing well on?
2: Yeah, social media is um, something that my generation has definitely grown up with yeah so it's it's never been something that i've had to learn it's just always been there yeah so it's it's like i have never seen really a world without it right so for me it's just all been the same yeah
1: such a different experience for people who haven't been on it um Mm -hmm. i've kind of been there from the beginning with it and Mm -hmm. knew it was going to be huge so um and being a musician it's a little easier because you're just Mm -hmm. used to You know, tinkering with electronic things or whatever, but um, but yeah, it's great because uh, it's so good that you're able to instantly communicate your music. Like, you know, somebody pops up on a Facebook page, and oh wow, listen, Mm -hmm. I would have never heard this young lady from Canada of all places up in you know the northeast Mm -hmm. somewhere, and and it's just very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, as we're going to wrap up here. What are you looking forward to this summer, this very, very short summer that's just right around the corner? You've got to pack everything into only two short months. What's going to be your priorities to get done before the door slams shut on you?
2: Um, Well, I'm sure you're a musician, so you know musicians don't get a summer. We don't ever really stop. It's an all year round thing. So that's good for me because this just means I don't have school so I can dedicate more time or at least more concentrated time to my music. But then that also means it can expand my timetable for my friends and doing social activities. So a lot of my friends have cottages. My boyfriend has a cottage. I really want to go to a cottage. That's just my only goal is I need to go and write on a boat. Nice. And then I'll be happy.
1: What about a houseboat? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah exactly that'd be even better because then i could just write a lot of songs
1: yeah you might even be able to get a piano on there like a real piano that would be yeah, cool exactly. <laughs> yeah well listen it was it this was been this great catching up with you and watching your pro, your progress and and your career like really um really define itself and you've got mm-hmm. such a solid foundation we've got great Thank songs you. and your voice is awesome Thank so um, Yeah, it's always a pleasure to check in and see how you're doing, Michaela. So thank you very much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution once again, and any last minute shout out to your fans out there who are uh, looking to see you, looking to support you. What can you say to them?
2: Well, first of all, I wanted to thank you for having me back. I, of course, love being here. And um, I want to give a shout out to Jim Catalano. I know he'll be watching and um you can find any of my music on all of the social medias under mckaylin music
1: and we will include all of your links to everything in the show notes thank you mckaylin thank you so much and may god continue to bless you and your music thank you prove it one day deep end and the video gone it only hurts cause you're gone. We covered a lot of ground today in Guelph, Canada with McKaylin. The Red Brick Cafe, the B-Side Lounge, the Brazil EDM project, Lessons, Don Grierson. Midterms are over, but finals are coming up. Kate's Cafe for the best BLT on the planet. Producer Ian Smith, the new EP Sleepless Nights. And not to forget, <laughs> Mila in the house. Hey, you can find everything out about McKaylin at McCalin Music. And uh, if you have not yet gone over to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page, you should do that. If you're an artist, you can post your content on there. Put on your songs, put on your videos, put on your newest tracks, photographs, uh, story, anything. Or if you just want to support another artist, that is awesome also. And check out our website, dharmicevolution.com. You can see the 220 artists and counting on that site, their videos, their stories, their photographs, their touring schedules, whatever it is. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or see you from the stage.